to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shantyman Podcast. Good to see you here today. I'm Victor Summers sitting across the table here. Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton. And no, it's good to see you, Sam. Good to be together Thanks, today. And we also have on with us a special guest. What's your name? Hey, guys. I'm Sam. Big fan of the pod. Yeah. Have you listened to it? I listened to every episode so far. Absolutely you. love it. Thank oh, you. That's good. Yeah. He's lying. It's good to have a fan in the room. And that's not why we invited Sam in nope. to uh, talk today. But we're really excited to have him here. And uh, we're going to get into a topic today that um, might get a little heavy um, and uh, but we're hoping that it's it's meaningful for those of you who are listening that maybe you've mm-hmm. gone through some mm-hmm. similar situations. You know, the Shannonman podcast exists um, to uh, have a conversation about faith um, and about uh, perhaps why, um, if you're listening, you've walked away from your faith or you have a trouble, uh, you have a hard time believing in in anything, perhaps. And in the course of the conversation with people, of course, it always comes around to um, the reason. There's a reason why um, they've either, or you've either walked away from your faith or you, you have a hard time connecting with, with God mm-hmm. uh, in that way. And I think Sam, Sam uh, came in today to, to share his story. And, uh, you know, certainly when we talk about reasons um, uh, and, and challenges to, to our faith, uh, I think Sam's story... Uh, kind of resonates with with perhaps those of you out there who've had really bad things happen to them yeah and so we wanted to get sam in and and uh to tell a little bit about a story now we're not going to use sam's uh last name uh to protect both the innocent and the guilty uh, but um you know i think he has a he has a story that uh that is worth worth sharing. Yeah, I think we need. I think t- to get more um, conversation about certain spaces out there, instead of it being like, I think the church needs to be engaging in that way, right? If if we say that we have, you know, hope and love and joy and all those things, mm-hmm. but yet we're it's almost like we're we're faking it. We're saying we have those things, and then in the name of those things, for the sake of it, we then show up to church or we show up in our communities the smile on and yet we're not really like dealing with those issues and understanding what it means right to right. actually to, to work through those things so to be able to have someone like sam on come and talk about um some things where i know because I was, I was friends with him i know that it wasn't always about love or he didn't always have peace or joy in his mm-hmm. heart amen <laughs> right so he, so and he could never you know so to be able to have him you know and share about those things it just kind of i think takes it to that next level of being like you know we really have to work out some of these parts in our life that are are, are defining yeah who we are. so sam tell us a bit about yourself and then maybe if you uh if you want to get into the story there a little bit what happened to you let's go back to the, the beginning so i've been raised in a family um from the very beginning that has been the forefront has been to follow Christ mm-hmm. and everything we do is uh, built around that. I was, I was saved. I, I, I has Jesus into my heart as a five year old, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, since I was born, I was always going to meeting, which is a different conversation. I didn't grow up in a church. I went to meeting, uh, but I grew up in um, going to meeting and going to Sunday school every Sunday and listening to Bible stories and knowing that's what I wanted to be a part of. And so 
I became a uh, very dedicated follower of Christ, or I thought it was anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, so I grew up with that. We um, it was always we used to have Bible studies as a family. My my mom, my father, and my brother. Mm-hmm. We used to have uh, nightly or daily Bible studies. You know, always talking about God's word, and that was always you know that was always important to us. And anything we did, we um, that was always you know the most important thing in our family Mm -hmm. like hockey tournaments you know i never played on sundays and that was the weirdest (laughs) thing yeah i was like what we have the semifinals today and you're not playing (laughs) you're some weirdo yes not that i was any good it was going to make the difference (laughs) so they didn't miss me that much but it was still weird but it was my normal yes it was like oh you're playing you know what i mean like i was very sheltered as a child like um i wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things um uh like uh land before time oh, oh really yeah. yeah that's a that's a bad Themes one wow. of evolution right and, right i was uh, actually allowed watching that that's interesting listen, listen to the gaithers for a very uh, a lot of my childhood <laughs> and ray bolts and then all of a sudden ray bolts disappeared for unforeseen reasons <laughs> uh, google google ray bolts and you'll realize, literally my favorite you'll, worship you'll realize <laughs> why sam was no longer then one day allowed to listen all the cds just disappeared really? Really? One, one day wow I was like, where's the ray bolt cds it wasn't for like five years later. He I was, found out the truth. He was dead <laughs> to your even, family. They didn't even so, tell you? No. They didn't tell you why? No, it was weird wow. because he was my favorite and still is. And, and I can't. it's so annoying because I can't get any of his music on oh. Spotify. <laughs> the only the only place I can get uh, Ray Bolt's music is on um, uh, on Gaither albums. Has so he, has like, <laughs> he really has uh, been completely expunged? Yeah, so whoever owns his the rights to his music, I imagine he doesn't has chosen not to publish wow. them for reasons. Which is too bad because I mean his music was legit. Like, it was an- good. Anchor holds. Who cares with yeah. the, the other like his lifestyle? He mm. had great songs. The anchor holds is one of the most beautiful songs. Like honestly, I think that's a beautiful Christian song. Yeah, thank you. I love anyway. <laughs> so I, that's the kind of life I grew up in, going mm. to meeting, um, and uh, it was. I'm not no no regrets at all. I don't want to come off saying that I regret listening to the Gaithers. I mm-hmm. love that part of my life, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's special. And I'm not coming to say that my parents did anything wrong either. I think that that was not that it was right or wrong, but I appreciate that that that's sure. what they were trying to yeah. do and protect me from sin. I was homeschooled for a bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everything that I went back to school in grade six, um, and uh, you know just grew up in a very strong family grew around my my uh, my mom's family of very strong relationships there mm-hmm. like going over to my grandfather's house every single day and the most mm-hmm. devastating my uh, thing in my life that happened to me uh, before the event that we're going to talk about was my grandfather passing away and that was the hardest time of my life right yeah. mm-hmm. up until that point and just it was just a really I, I i looking back on my life i had a very good life and i'm very appreciative of what my mother and my father did for me yeah so you guys yeah you you really had though a a very solid though background as far as christianity goes and as far as the bible goes like and i know you being friends that's why i'm kind of mentioning that like even just the idea of studying scriptures and like meeting is a lot different because you know the forefront is on you yeah yeah so i've meetings a lot different even when talking just that idea of the foundation being in jesus and looking to him so it's it's just a very you obviously would have had a very kind of like yeah biblical and and christian because in meeting you're um really brief there's no pastor 
and uh, you ask to be basically take part in meeting mm-hmm. at, a, at an age that you seem deem worthy and then you take on that role of saying okay mm-hmm. i think that i'm responsible enough i know scripture enough where i could take part on a sunday and i could break bread or have communion and mm-hmm. so you put that on yourself and that emphasis one of the things i really appreciate about meeting is or going to meeting or brethren or however you want to say it was that like the emphasis was on me I had to study because, mm-hmm. you know, I find that emphasis kind of gets lost in the church, which I go to now. I go to I, my wife's church. Oh, it's weird that I called it my wife's church, not <laughs> yeah. my church. Yeah. My wife's church. I go to my wife's church. So Just own it, Sam. Just own it. <laughs> but, but, and, and as, a, as a leader in, uh, in children's ministry and youth group, I remember uh, Sam, yeah, that's right. Sam oh, being there, yeah. too. And, really? and, uh, yeah, these, oh, I yeah. mean, he was, he was no joke. I mean... The, you know how many he, scriptures the, did he memorize oh, each week? He was he was uh, <laughs> top in the class in memorization and Bible knowledge and uh, you know certainly certainly uh, oh so holy yeah <laughs> no he was a he was a good kid and and uh, as you know you you recognize kids that come from a home that like what Sam what Sam shared there was there was a priority there mm-hmm. to the things of God mm-hmm. so aligning aligning your family to towards towards faith towards faith in god mm-hmm. um is is something you recognize very very quickly in yeah. in the lives of the children because i imagine like my wife and i like we're starting probably going to start a family relatively soon in the next couple of years uh, if not the next year and and so it's you know i would base everything off my childhood like i think i uh, i you know i mean i know i had a strong childhood and how i raised my children is is everything that i learned from my father yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and nothing that my father did like I'm gonna take everything that he did as a dad because he was an awesome, awesome dad. Yeah, you know what I mean. And my mom was an awesome, awesome mom. Yeah. And so everything we do, um, I'm going to take that, uh, suck that all in what they did for me, and and try to relay that onto my children with mm-hmm. my personality. So, so yeah, and then continue on with the the with your story then. Um, okay. Yeah, because you so we yeah you had a solid foundation there, solid yeah. parents that were founded in the Bible. Yeah, uh, and so. The difficult part that happened for me, um, I graduated uh, grade 12, went to St. Thomas University. And so that's a four-year program. At the end of the program, um, I, I, uh, I was getting ready. I was studying actually for my last exam. It was actually a really exciting time in my life um, in that last year. Yeah. Um, the previous year, uh, I, I asked Kaylee, my wife, sorry, to uh, marry me. And uh, she she said yes, and so we were planning the wedding. That was coming up in about two months uh, from that point. Yeah, I was studying for my last exam ever in my undergrad for an economics exam, and uh, my mom phoned me, uh, and she said uh, she wanted to meet me. Uh, actually, she wanted to meet me in Doketown halfway on Wednesday, and uh, something was up. I could tell. Oh, yeah. uh, I you know talking with her, she was very distant. She phoned me and said, uh, can you and your brother, you know, meet me in Doketown on Wednesday at the restaurant, family restaurant? That's about halfway. Huh. I was like, what's up? Yeah, red flags are coming up. Yeah, I was like, on. what's going on? Like, I know you. Like, what's going on? She said, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I pushed her, pushed her, pushed her. And eventually she said, uh, well, your father's gone. He left me two nights ago. Hmm. She wow. waited. She nights. waited. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, and because she didn't, she knew I was studying. Yeah. Um. She said, "Yeah, he." 
uh, packed up and told me he was sleeping with somebody else and they he left and so in that moment that it's very difficult to say what was happening to me because that wasn't supposed to happen in my life mm-hmm. that was not supposed to be my dad and so it wasn't i was not able to process the first emotion was tears yeah. um anger hatred rage that I've never felt before or I knew existed. Mm-hmm. I was crying. I was flipping over my bed. I had no idea what to do. Mm. The instantly I, I, I text my wife and I say, I need to talk to you. And she says, she, she, she's in class. I'm in class. And I said, get out, get out of class. I need you. Um, she's in, um, in Portland at that time studying. I said, I need you. Um, and she, so she said, okay. And she calls me, and I'm weeping at that point. And she says, what's wrong? She knew something, like, obviously, I'm weeping. Uh, and she, uh, I say, uh, you know, he's gone. And she's like, what? I was like, my dad's gone. She's like, he died? You know I mean? Yeah. That would be the first right, spot. Yeah, like the, again, yeah. like, what happened? An accident? And I said, no, she, he left my mom. And she couldn't process either. Like, mm-hmm. my, my, my parents and her parents uh, were friends. And yeah. so we went on a lot of trips together, uh, Soul Fest, Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, down to the States a couple of times. And so they were friends, right? And so she grew up, she grew up loving my dad as well. Mm. My dad was an awesome guy. Um, he, he very easy to talk with and um, um, talk to. And so he had a, a strong effect on a lot of people in my life. And so in that moment... Uh, I'm living with my brother, and my brother is much more calm than I am. <laughs> I just hand him the phone, and my mom tells him, and he's he's very good with my mom in that moment. And he's calm. My mom's crying, but he's calm. Uh-huh. And so Kaylee, I, I call her back, and she's getting ready to come home. Oh, okay. She just says, okay, I'm leaving class. I'm going to come home. I'm picking you up, and we'll go see your mom tonight. It's a seven-hour drive, which I really appreciated. She was skipping a lot of classes. And it really felt like um, the world was crumbling. Um, you know, she comes and I cried, um, weeping probably from, uh, no, I, I weeped from Fredericton to Miramichi. Wow. Because I knew it was going to be different. Mm-hmm. I knew that uh, the, uh, the relationship was going to be gone or deteriorated to a point. Because I really want to make it clear that my f- my father and I were best friends. I, w- mm. I would say he was my best friend. We were in- incredibly close. Um, you know, I used to love that how people would say to me, "Oh my goodness, you look exactly like your father. Mm-hmm. You look exactly li- like the- it's crazy." You know, yeah. I I love that yeah. because I idolize my father. I was like, yes. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm going to grow a goatee so I can look just <laughs> like my dad. You know what I mean? I, I, I loved that. And so, you know, we grew up just watching the same, like, hockey teams. Um, just everything we did, we did together. Mm-hmm. And even through faith, like, I would be able to ask him any questions, read with him, pray with him. Like, we had an incredibly great relationship yeah. And so at that point I knew it 
that relationship didn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, and so I was weeping. Well, can I just, yeah, it's almost like when you said to Kaylee, um, he's gone. Yeah. I wonder if that was almost you subconsciously like being like in that sense, it's oh. almost like it was almost like a death in your, well, that's what I, I kind of want to get to as well. Eventually is that why I got so upset was that it was my dad dying, like mm. putting my father to death. I think is what happened in my emotional state because wow. my dad, as I knew him, doesn't exist anymore. In mm-hmm. my opinion, daddy is how I always, I always called him daddy, even as a 20 year old and it always bothered mm-hmm. my wife. Um, but, <laughs> I, re- uh, I remember that. Too. Yeah. It must've been weird. I'm <laughs> sorry. Bo- I'm sorry. Everyone. It bothered a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I always had a, like, as a toddler, there's really cute home videos. I would, do a little dance when he got home mm-hmm. and like wow. my mom would when video cord on love those i hate those videos now it's funny but i, I love them before yeah. and i would do like a little tippy tappy dance and he would come through the door and, ah, hi and i would be screaming and dancing and it was just the something i you know even at a age where i was not forming memories i had that relationship yeah. with my dad um and so you know coming home to my mom and hugging her and saying you know i can't take anything seriously so i think that the first thing i said to her in person was well at least we can find you someone sexier or something yeah no i can't yeah. I, that's the only way i can it was stupid uh, no, it's, well that's uh, what do you do i like, don't know what to do yeah. and so we go over to nanny's and uh you know that's where everyone is like all my uncles and aunts come down because it's spread right and uh-huh. so everyone at that point is consoling my mother and, and you know i'm crying on the couch and william's sitting there silently and kaylee's just sitting beside me it was incredibly um and you know i have aunts and uncles from away my mom's family's quite big of 10 mm. and so there's people coming from saint john Mm-hmm. Uh, people coming from Jersey, New Jersey, and the States, and like slowly rolling in, and every time a new person rolled in, it was the same. Like you had to call, start crying all over again, kind of. Oh yeah. That's so. That's so interesting, Sam. Because, and I, don't, I won't for a minute pretend to know what what that was like, but yeah, you know, certainly I, I have to believe that there's those who are listening right now mm-hmm. who've had a parent walk out on their mm-hmm, on their sure. spouse, right? Yeah. And yeah. and and you know equally dev- as devastating in many respects but I, I think some people need to understand that the 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 relationship that you had with your father mm-hmm. and the impact that it had on your faith mm-hmm. yeah. ha- had it, yep. it, it must have taken it to a different level yeah let's talk about that yeah and so like i mentioned i had a really um a strong relationship with Christ at that point I was reading scripture every day and mm. studying scripture writing my Bible praying with God every morning before I went to classes I was in a really good spot yeah um, and after he left um, I haven't been the same like I I'll read in spurts but it's not I've never been back to that relationship um, but uh, I idolized my father like I mentioned mm. I had him uh, as my rock and so when he left, my faith wasn't in Christ. My faith was in my father. And there was doubt that crept in about my faith, about me walking away with my, from my relationship with Christ. I'd be, um, if I'm completely honest, that did happen. 
because this is a man okay that taught me everything right. i knew at that point yeah. why i am so um why i know all the verses i do why yeah. i you know um have that relationship why is you know he was the strongest person i knew in faith yeah. like every morning i would wake up and see him at the table studying with a with a cup of coffee yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so like he had a relationship and then what happened so if if god is real then then and if you know if the holy spirit is in you yeah. and is driving you then you know and, and if god does and that, if god is good and yeah and if right. god is good yeah. then why does he, why does this happened right so god's existence i started to question mm -hmm. like is this just a feel-good kind of thing that we go and you know it's, it was that's what happened and you know it has altered me and my wife when we have to conversations like this she knows she's like you're not the same person uh, yeah. probably for worse i'm much more cynical now mm -hmm. uh, and the reason why i think is that is, is i'm filled with so much hatred Mm -hmm. like I, I view it as a crack like it's a crack in my armor and that that um, allows sin or hate uh, something else mm -hmm. to seep in huh. um, and I can't get rid of it right. I don't know how to get rid of it um, you know one thing I was always taught was um, when I'm saved that Satan has lost my soul but he can try and ruin our lives yeah which felt what it felt like um, but I really, yeah, I question my faith. I think there's probably, yeah, and like you said, I think there's probably a lot of listeners. I know there's been a lot of people I've talked to in the past few years where it's come down to a really either devastating moment or hurtful moment or moment of pain or loss or destruction or try whatever it is that yeah. that it, it's all of a sudden, it's like almost like what they felt was founded on just gets shifted and broken and all of a sudden re reformed and then now what are they left with and they have to kind of reestablish and so to reestablish off something that you were brought up as a kid like yeah. that was a foundation for how many years how uh, how old were you 22 i was uh 20 20 when he left 20 so like for 20 years you had this this is life this is what it looks like and so i think a lot of people it's the same thing if they've gone through many years like i knew a friend who had gotten like sick and for her it was like when she got sick, it was all of a sudden like, well, no, that's not supposed to, I see it happen all the time in other people, yeah. but when it happens to you, it's all of a sudden it re kind of yeah. like shapes everything. And then all of a sudden now you're asking these questions yeah. that you probably never asked before. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I, I would liken it to, we were joking earlier before we started recording that it was This podcast was going to end up like a Jerry Springer episode <laughs> and we were going to, we were going to do a gotcha thing, but like it, it, it would be, it would, gotcha. be, it, it would be like, you know, waking up and realizing your parents were not your parents, like finding oh, out yeah. you're adopted, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, 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 I don't know, like the the just the most out of left field. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't supposed to happen to no. my dad. Like any no. any anyone you talk to, you know, it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. What, what, you, what do you? Because yeah. my, my parents had a good relate from what I saw. <clears throat> a very good strong relationship yeah i mean they sometimes they would fight or whatever but not more than my wife and i fight yeah so well, so let's let's move on from that a little bit yes. um and and i mean spoiler alert for those listening the the end of the story is is that you, your your dad did not come home there's there's not no i begged is, him this isn't uh, yeah. this isn't the end of the of the story by any means no 
Um, but at this point, um, you know, that the, the, the family was broken. Yes. Uh, is broken. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're left to um, pick up the pieces as the oldest yeah. in, in the family, certainly. And, but, but I want to go back to, um, to, to your, your faith and how the church reacted, too. I mean, yeah. there, there's some additional problems there because your, your faith community was your family. Yeah, so like um, like I mentioned, we grew up in meeting. We used to drive to Fredericton every Sunday because they had a meeting room there. And uh, my grandmother, I think it was just because we wanted to start something at home. The drive was becoming too much for everyone involved. And so we started our own meeting room out of my grandmother's house. Okay. And to, and to be completely honest, like that was, you know, um, my father led it. You know, mm-hmm. I was... So it's all, all, was, all dependent on him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so... like. When the, yeah, it was very difficult to see him leave and to leave that relationship. Like he broke bed that morning, the morning he left my mom. Mm-hmm. Wow. So imagine what he like. That's like another thing when I was struggling um, with my faith with Christ. Imagine, like I, I have to imagine that he must have been incredibly tormented. Mm-hmm. Imagine standing in front of a loaf of bread or a cup of like a, a wine and saying this is the body of Christ and this is the blood to forgive our sins and passing it to his wife that he knew he was going to leave that morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? That must have been, or maybe not. Like I was reading in Paul and Paul talks about how you sin so much that your heart becomes like burned over, mm-hmm. like calloused, it says. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine that's what it must have been at this point and probably still. Because, you know, when he was leaving my mother, he said, oh, well, I don't know if I'm saved. Mm-hmm. Um Wow. which is really yeah where did you where did you pick up so so i mean you you went through that trauma and and everything that goes along with it yeah um who who was there for you who who my wife yeah my wife uh, yeah. kaylee was um she uh she bore most of my pain when she wasn't supposed to right mm-hmm. like she was but she did it without like that's what makes her awesome and you know i'm someone who has a difficult time talking openly yeah and like this is like i mentioned to you guys i think i probably in the four four or five years since he left this is probably the second or third time i've talked about it like this to anyone um so my wife bore the brunt um you know in my day-to-day actions as well um i've been influenced by that like it's a reaction then another reaction right and mm-hmm. so like i'm not the same person that she agreed to marry which mm-hmm. is crazy huh. you know and so some days that uh, it's very difficult for you know i think about that you know that she agreed to marry this sam that was told that, that sam doesn't exist anymore yeah. like mm-hmm. if we're completely honest that guy is way gone like that happy like i still think i'm happy go lucky but i'm not the mm. before i was more yeah. like the, the cynicism didn't exist and the hatred for like different things that i talk about and whether it could like my relationship with going to church now like leaving meeting and going to church which mm. i chose to do even before he left um i um i talked about uh you know, I would go to church and stuff like that. And so a lot of cynicism um, came in and crept in mm. um, about that. And, you know, so she doesn't deserve any of it. I remember um, 
or one time because we were friends like through it but we weren't yeah. like tight no yeah so we didn't like i didn't really know how to support you that yeah. well and i don't think we had the relationship where you could like no get, tell like, me stuff but yeah. i do remember when the moment came when you you and kaylee decided and i remember you said there was a group of us friends over at a friend's house yeah and you you decided to kind of be like, and you said like, I'm really struggling with my faith, yeah. and I'm gonna start being honest about it. Yeah. And I remember that conversation that, that you guys tough. had, yeah. and I remember looking at uh, your wife mm-hmm. and being like, I, th- I think that's when it really hit me. Just the gravity of a, of a person's choice mm-hmm. can affect a person. But then when life comes into the like when stuff like that happens, mm-hmm. it affects those who are closest to you in, in a way where like I don't I would never put it on you. No. I just think because of what happened in life, yeah. even for her, yeah. she had to kind of walk through and bear that, that burden too. Cause like yeah. you could tell that there was just such yeah. like devastation, hurt and trial for both of you in walking through that. Yeah. And I don't say that to make you, no. you feel bad. I think, no. but I think in that sense, it's like for you to know that someone was there for you through it. Yeah. And I really hope people listening would feel that somebody is there. Is there. Yeah. And, and and that they would be able to, if, if there isn't anyone, that they would yeah. get somebody to just be able to have to talk to and, and cry walk, with. walk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cry with and bear out your frustrations and emotions. And like dark nights, the moments before we were getting married, this was supposed to be a celebration of our love. And this was two months before. And my father was supposed to be such a big part of that wedding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we cried a lot. I was like, in the moment of total weakness, I said, I don't know if I can enjoy this wedding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she cried and I cried because it was it was true. I remember when I was saying my vows, we wrote our own vows and I talked about that. One of my biggest fears is that I become like my father and I mentioned that in my vows. I remember that, yeah. And I was crying and everyone in the audience was crying. Every, everyone in that building <laughs> yeah. was like sobbing. Yeah, it yeah. was a tough moment, but I had to tell everyone that that, that was a worry of mine. I had to make yeah. sure everyone in that room knew it. I wasn't trying to hide it because uh, my father left my mother and my father's father left his yeah. my dad's mom. And I don't really know my dad's dad. I, call, I never called him grandpa. I called him my dad's dad. The things that kill me is that, like, he always said that he would never be like him. And, you know, my kids are now going to know my dad as my dad's dad. Yeah. And that drives me insane. So it it, it sounds, it sounds like they're, you know, part of the, part of the process for you is just a new level of honesty. Uh, You know, I I would have, I would have known your dad as a very direct person. And, and and certainly that must have rubbed off on you, but like we we talked about this and we've often talked and we're going to continue to talk about it because the church is one of the the worst places to be honest with <laughs> each other right yeah, for and sure. and to to have such a you know such a scandal happen within within yeah. the confines of 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 church yeah. and and a christian home mm-hmm. and then to to even come out and to talk honestly you know to your friends or your fiance at yeah. the time to be honest about where you are, say, Hey, I, I'm struggling with even yeah. belief in God. Yeah. Like that's, that must've been very difficult. Has that changed the, you know, the, my relationship? The, well, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, it's let's a talk lot about more, that. it's a lot more strong. Mm-hmm. It's not as, it's really interesting. Probably, um, it's a way more, um, strong if, if things would happen, um, 
if God forbid that something would happen to my wife, I don't think I would be walking away mm-hmm. or anything like that. Something you you, try, you almost had to re kind of ca- like yeah. re found, your own. My foundation person, yeah. is now my, on Christ, which it should have been. Right. My foundation was on my father. That foundation just got torn away from me, and I started falling into abyss. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, I had to re before I fell into complete darkness and turned my way completely. I had to reform that foundation, and I, that's what I'm doing to this day. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Uh, not, I don't know, not the greatest. I used to ask my dad a lot of of questions about things, and that's gone. And now mm-hmm. I don't really have anyone. Like me and Sam talk a lot about mm-hmm. faith and stuff, but we're almost. But I'm an idiot, so I don't remember. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, we're both like the same age it's different yeah, yeah. we're both i, th- I think in, in that sense yeah. like he probably had years of kind of a, his yeah. own establishment so For we sure. me and you are both kind of trying to establish so yeah. we don't re- we're trying to work it out together yeah. and like victor's just two way off to, yeah, to go to him don't look at me so, yeah. <laughs> so it's you know it's building that foundation and trying to see like where i need to go and um it's very uh, difficult at times. Like there is moments of darkness. Like um, I saw him last week, so mm. we can, and it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. The, uh, was it just a just a, a saw him across the room, parking well, lot, no, whatever? What's worse is I saw him twice. I didn't tell you. I saw him oh, before okay. that. I saw him on a Wednesday or something. I was at the gym. I was doing a a pull up. And uh, as I was doing a pull-up, which I can't do, if I'm completely honest, <laughs> I was trying to do a pull-up. Hey, that's where we start. We start with the try. Yeah. And uh, I, as I'm coming down, I look up and he entered the door and we lock eyes and he just walks um, walks into the gym. You know, that's one thing. If I'm, I've been honest this entire time, but I'll be yeah. honest again. I'm really happy that he didn't come up to me mm-hmm. like because I don't know if I would have punched him, beat him up. Because we've never had that conversation. I haven't, mm-hmm. like, so the audience knows I haven't spoken to him in four years, right? Mm-hmm. I block him on all my social media so he doesn't have any updates on my life, anything like that, because I don't want him to. When I have a son, especially one that I was really, really close with, wouldn't you come up after not speaking to him in four years, not knowing anything about his life? Wouldn't you say, okay, let's try to work this out? But Well, yeah, I don't know. So maybe... I, so it's I, hard, though, because, I mean, if you have blocked him out i mean the space like, is there i, I want to be clear and if yeah. he is if he ends up listening I, if you ever see me don't come up to me mm. please yeah. for my own sanity but um why didn't you at that moment say you know yeah. what's up or hi or how you doing or something um i don't know that i saw him walking in and he said he did say how you doing but um on the, the next, the, t- the the next, next time. day, a couple yeah. days later, he said, how are you yeah. doing? But he, the way he looked at me was with fear. Mm. Yep. Like he knew, yep. like almost like he knows he did something that he shouldn't have done. I think what I saw in my, his eyes, because I had that relationship with him for 20 years. That's what I saw. The way he said, how you doing was so filled with so much almost fear mm-hmm. like it crapped out of him mm-hmm. like he wanted to say something but you know if i had a son in that moment i think i would have grabbed him yeah you know you know well but if, if i don't know if you were maybe in the same instance though yeah if if you realized maybe how much like the impact that made yeah. and you had that much fear in the heart of someone that you love yeah i'm, I'm sure that the overwhelming fear of 
the potential hurt that is there yeah. may cause you to not say anything. You know? Yeah, no, like, so I don't know what he was thinking because I knew um, the the cheating or the affair was happening for for a few months. I think from what I don't know. This has been a pretty intimate look into yeah. in, into that situation and, and and into your story. Um, can you talk to us a, a little bit about what you what you feel or or maybe what's next for you? What yeah, what do you what are you working yeah. on? What where would you like to where would you like to be in a year's time and in, in five years time? Um, you know, it, yeah, and that's probably why I wanted to come on this podcast. I didn't want to come on this podcast to, to you know while I was talking about that to the audience can't see me, but I'm like shaking mm-hmm. and my heart's up, my face is red. But the reason I came on here was to talk about like, God's peace. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you're if um, if you don't have that relationship with Christ, what real peace feels like, in those moments of absolute darkness, of when I was crying out in anger and hatred and despair, when I was able to take open, um, I got enough strength to open my Bible because if, um, sometimes that's really really hard to do is to open up the Bible because you know that's what you're supposed to do, but there's something that doesn't do that, and you open the Bible, and I would always turn to a Psalms, and it, mm. like what I tell people is that it felt it feels like a wave. That's what it literally feels like, a wave of all that anxiety, depression, anger, hatred comes over me. Right. And to be able to feel that mm-hmm. is like an example of Christ's existence. Mm-hmm. To know that, that these aren't just words written by some really old, old man. Mm-hmm. This is the, the word of God um, inspired. And so when I'm reading about David and what he was going through and the despair and ang- anguish that he was going through and being able to ask for God's um, kindness to come down that's so what i'm doing right now is is trying to get my life right spiritually as mm-hmm. a husband and potentially a, a father some da- someday down the road um being strong enough being able to t- take on that role um i'm reading a lot of acts at the beginning of the church because i've never really felt comfortable in a church environment ever um and w- i think that's me Mm-hmm. I don't think that's spiritual. If I'm completely honest, I don't think that's spiritually driven. Like I mentioned, I think that Satan's just saying, this is not for you and trying to create a, a wedge. Um, so I'm trying to read a lot about that beginning of the church, what, what it was meant to be and, you know, where I'm supposed to go and what my Sunday is supposed to look like in my week to week basis, my walk with Christ is supposed to look like. And, you know, I'm just trying to be a good husband, a good mm-hmm. teacher, mm-hmm. all those things. Like, I really appreciate the levels of honesty, too, that you've brought. I think part of that, too, is even with telling your story, it attaches to other people who are going to, or like other people are going to attach themselves to your story, and it's going to be really, really helpful. I think even in just them being able to cry as they listen or breathe out or like, you know, kind of wrestle through through those things. um, I mean, you've given them an opportunity to kind of be like search for faith as mm-hmm. a, as a rock and stuff like that. I mean, some people that are listening may not, may not feel like really alone, may not have anyone, yeah. you know, or may not have faith. Yeah. Like, is there, is there like, what kind of encouragement might you give even them to be like, to see the importance of some of those things of, of, of people and, and how to find, find this peace or even be okay yeah. with not always being okay. Like that's the thing you had many, you still do yeah. have many days that you're not okay. No. Yeah. And yet like, how do you day to day function and get through music and scripture? Mm-hmm. This is the biggest thing. Podcasts. Your podcast is the actually nice. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Eastside church. 
Nice. Right? No, but the giving, getting in that environment, even though maybe some days I don't like church, it is nice to, and I don't feel comfortable in a real big, big group, but a, a smaller group. Um, but having someone, and if you don't have that someone, you know, sometimes the church is the best place for you. Being honest, because I think a lot of the times we are terrified of mm-hmm. people knowing our sins. Yeah. And, but I think like if I went in front of the church on Sunday and said, okay, this is what I'm struggling with and I'm mm-hmm. failing, I think right now as a husband and I'm failing right now as, as, as a follower of Christ, I don't think that people would tell me to get out. I don't, right. I hope not. No. Right. But, no. um, we don't do that. Yeah. We yeah. don't, we go, we go to church on Sunday. We sing a couple songs. We learn about something from Philip Philippians or something. And then we go home. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what we're supposed to do. Um, but that's something I'm struggling with. I don't want to add that. Those. <laughs> that's a that's a another podcast topic. That's another it podcast. is, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's not it's not what it's supposed to be. And no. and, and you've no. you've already touched on it. You've you've seen it in your life. Um, you know, it's it's it, it's been said that you know nothing good grows in the dark. No. And, and um, I, you know, I think I think you've been a product of of um, things that have been allowed to grow in the dark. And, and others who are listening uh, that are, you know, have been to dark places and, and it, it, it starts, uh, it, it starts hate, with a... Th- it's the hatred that brings it. Yeah. It's like if you're a Star Wars fan, that's a really good example of when Anakin, his mom oh, dies yeah, and, yeah. Then, and that leads to the hatred being crept in and yeah, that yeah. leads to him being Darth Vader. Yeah, spoiler like, alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, come on. You ruined it. Oh, you just ruined it for some. If you someone. haven't watched it for years. And when anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, yeah. which is interesting. I know we're kind of being cheesy, not, did, not did, that, but that's true. Like, did yeah. Yoda the more, say that? Yeah. Oh. yeah. And the more that you're in that space, the more that you will yeah, kind of so, suffer. So I can't let it go. Cause it's been a rough couple of days since I've seen him because it just opens the floodgates of hatred. Can, right? Yeah. Can I ask a question about that then? And Do it. This fine. If we had to, um, this might be, yeah. you don't have to answer it, but is that going to be something that you think you will mend to turn that relationship around? So that way, I don't know. I told my wife this, I was like, I hope I really hope this is God not telling me I need to have a relationship with him, not seeing him for four years and seeing him twice and only three days. Yeah. I was like, I hope God's not saying this is how you fix this. Cause I really don't know if I'm strong enough or willing enough, but yeah, that's a really good question. Something that I've been pondering for the last couple of days because I don't really know. I have no idea. Do you want us to tell you what the answer is? Is he behind this door? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> The answer is yes, right? Yeah, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> reveal that. Sam but thing. it's difficult. It, that's that is a difficult man. I can't even honestly. I can't imagine what it would be to try to process things like that in people's lives. Like I yeah. just, uh, like that's. It is a war of the emotions of the soul of the mind of the spirit yeah. of yeah. the flesh, <laughs> like of your, your crying and everything, like the breakdown. Everything it is. Yeah, it's intense, man. Yeah. Sam, thank you so much for coming on and, and thank you for talking having me. Is there anything else I would leave the last word to you? Anything else you want to say? No. Um there's a, you know, if you're in that moment of despair and anguish, there is a peace that you can find in, in scripture mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And to open yourself up and to be able to tell other people about that is really healthy, I think. And I think people are more willing to listen than you might know yeah. and it's very dangerous to hold that in because those can lead to very dangerous thoughts yeah so if, you, if you're listening and and let me put it this way if, if you're on either side of this 
of this story. Mm, if you're yeah. if you're a man that um, is is struggling with temptation, or mm. you've you, you or know a woman. You, you had or a woman. Uh, let's be honest, a man. <laughs> I know it takes two to tango, but um, you know if if you're that person that uh, that is, is is struggling with something right now, reach out to someone. Reach out to us, and and if you're listening to the podcast and you find yourself in the same similar situation, mm-hmm. or or as we talked about, just like a dark place, uh, mm-hmm. the Shannyman podcast. Yeah, the Shannyman podcast at, at gmail.com, gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram at the Shannyman podcast. Yeah, so let's let's continue the conversation. We're here for you, listener. If uh, if you if you just need someone to talk to, you do not have a a, a church or mm-hmm. uh, someone close that that can speak into your life that way. We we'd be more than happy to do that or find someone um, that would be able to to be that for you. And Sam, again, thank you yeah, so much. You. And we, as we've watched your life, both uh, Rushton and I. Um, you know, we, we certainly can attest to the man that, that you are and that you've become. And, uh, we're, well, we're, we're excited. Yeah. We're excited for <laughs> you, man. We're so excited for you. Yeah. All good things. And, and, uh, the hope that you have in Christ is what's going to sustain you. Sure. Awesome. Great. Thanks a lot, Sam. Thank well, you. thanks for being with us and, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Um, we're really excited that you've continued on this journey with us and, uh, we hope to have more conversations. See you later, guys. Blessings. Blessings.